I'm 5'6". I wear almost exclusively black. I have really strange hair. Right now, it's kind of a growing out, dyed red, and most of my head is shaved. You're listening to DTR, Tinder's podcast about dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Jane Marie, and this is Emma. So I'm a fat person. Like, I, I am fat. I'm not, like, embarrassed about it or uncomfortable with it. People yell fat dyke at me a lot, which is sort of fun. And it's like, no, that's a statement of fact. You're correct. Like, well observed. You just, like, tossed off, I'm fat. Yeah. Like, is that a factor in your dating at all? I'm sure it, like, narrows the dating pool. I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with dating a smaller subset of people versus, like, radically changing my life and my body. So. Emma is a web developer for a big media company in New York City. She loves burlesque, the color black, pentagrams. You get where this is going. In high school, I was very much the classic goth girl with, like, waist-length black hair. Mm -hmm. But I dyed my hair black so much I developed an allergy to black hair dye. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. It was really upsetting. That was the first time I shaved my head. And since then, it's mostly been kind of weird colors. I also realized that, like, a lot of the choices I've deliberately made have pretty much all probably narrowed my dating pool. Like, probably be easier if I had less weird hair or if I wore a color. (laughs) But um, I just, I don't really care. Like, I'm not one of these people who thinks I'm, like, looking for my other half to be complete. But having said that, like, there's a lot of stuff in life that's just more fun with a partner. So, yeah, that's basically what I'm looking for. Just somebody to kind of be part of my life. You're very (laughs) self-possessed. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great quality to have. That's something that people find attractive. Years of therapy. (laughs) Here's the thing about Emma. When we found her, she'd given up on dating. She hadn't been on a single date in a year and a half. I was really dreading going on dates. I think the moment it really sort of became clear to me that I needed to take a break was I I had plans to meet somebody. It was like a Sunday and I had plans to meet somebody for brunch. And uh, I got a text from them like two hours before we were supposed to meet up. And I found myself hoping that it was them canceling. (laughs) But I just like didn't want to do it. So I was like, okay, this probably isn't, I should probably not do it. (laughs) After that, I didn't go out with anybody for like a year and a half. She put away her Tinder. She was tired of first dates, the buildup, the awkward back and forth. So she just stopped dating online and dating altogether. But now she wants to log back in. We are going to set her up. This is going to be her first date in a long time. And we're going to find someone worthy of Emma's time. Someone who will appreciate her shaved head and witchiness. We're going to use all the heart emojis if we have to. Even the black one. Okay, so relevant dating history you need to know about Emma. Her last serious relationship ended in 2008. She identifies as queer, and at the time she was dating a straight guy. They'd been dating for seven years. And they lived together, and they played World of Warcraft together. They were wizards and virtual guilds. But things started to wither over time, and Emma wasn't sure why. Until she found out he was cheating on her inside World of Warcraft with, like, a night elf or some shit. And then the virtual affair became a real one. The worst part is that in order to get away to Baltimore to see her, like, every other weekend, he told me that he had an aunt who was dying of cancer in Poughkeepsie. What? <laughs> so every other weekend, he would take the train to fake Poughkeepsie um, to see his beloved aunt. That's like a, <laughs> a nightmare. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
After that horrible experience, she dated casually, up until a couple years ago when she boycotted dating. Now that she's back, she's open to something more serious. I'm not interested in like one night stands at this point. Like I'm 36, I feel like I've done that. I'm kind of over it at this point. And she's open to something less hetero. You can call me queer, bisexual, pansexual, whatever. I usually just say queer. Um, I'm not really interested in dating men right now. Um, I couldn't really tell you why, except that just like, I've had enough. I need a break. (laughs) Yeah, fuck those guys. Ugh. So DTR got to DTRing, and we brought in a celebrity who could help find Emma's date. She was actually there the whole time listening to Emma's nightmare breakup story. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I was sitting quietly. I didn't know when I <laughs> shook up. My I can't believe that uh, big cluster of bullshit. Uh, okay, so Patty, can you introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. I am Patty Harrison. I uh, currently live in Brooklyn. I am a comedian. Patty has been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She's been on Comedy Central, MTV. She's on the TV show Search Party. She also did this hilarious web series called Conversation Therapy. I am transgender, which I think is important in terms of like when it comes like dating and stuff, because that plays a big role in my dating life. At what point do you come out? Like what date number as transgendered? When I was on Tinder, I always had in my bio, like in all caps, like I'm (laughs) trans, like I'm transgender. I was doing it to avoid like a coming out moment, but it didn't always work because sometimes people thought I was joking and Uh, it led to like... What a compliment. Yeah, it really (laughs) sucked ass when people would message me like, ha ha, good to see someone else can make fun of the weird PC climate we live in. All these like... PCSJW saying we can't say tranny anymore. Good to see a girl who has a sense of humor. And I was like, wow, where do you live? I'm coming to marry you. My (laughs) prince, my beautiful, outspoken prince fighting the good fight. Are you single right now? No, I'm not. I actually met my current partner through Tinder. Oh, I love it when that (laughs) happens. Yeah, I met him in January. I matched with him in January. I'm dating a cis man now, but he identifies as queer um, orientation-wise. For anyone who needs some definition here, get your shit together. Just kidding. So cis means a person whose gender orientation matches their sex assigned at birth. So Patty is dating a cis man who identifies as queer. Back to Emma. For a long time, I was I was still open to dating cis men as long as as long as they identified as bisexual or queer or something because I'm like at least at least I know on some level we have some of the same problems and we understand a lot of the same things and we've had some of the sort of same life experience. Um, yeah. It helps a lot. It's really great to have that like overlap in the Venn diagram of like understanding because I have dated straight cis guys and it was kind of the focal point of friction. I was fully not looking to find a boyfriend when I, like, matched with him. So, Patty, how serious is it? Do you love him? I do. I love him. I love him. I call him my wife boy. (laughs) 
I'm going to turn him trans through my saliva. That's what they're saying you can do. Yeah, I'm here to confirm that it's true and I do it every day. I lick all of the subway <laughs> rails, all of the poles in the subway and the seats so that when people sit down, they turn trans. Is that why you're trans <laughs> from the yeah, subway? Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner licked. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, she licked a subway pole and I was like, I touched it and then she was like, ha 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 and she oh. like exploded into flames. For you, Patty, when did it occur to you that like, oh, this swipe turned into, like, a thing. I think, like, maybe by, like, the third date. Multiple experiences where he was fully okay with being seen with me in public and was very, very nice. You know, as a trans person, there have been a lot of dates that I've been on where the cis guy that I'm on a date with is, like, nervously looking around to see if people are, like, Um, clocking me as trans and like that is a terrible feeling because it's like okay you have a lot of internalized shame about who I am and he is someone who that was like not there at all I think that was a moment when I was like okay I'm kind of like emotionally invested in this that it wasn't just one time that he was like trying to like experiment because that's another fear that I have like as Mm -hmm. a trans person or like even as like an Asian person because there's a lot of people that have like fetishism and like that's a whole gross thing yeah so that's kind of scary I was gonna ask Emma do you relate to that absolutely there's a certain type of person particularly a certain type of dude who is interested in having sex with fat women but not dating them and not being seen in public with them like they don't want their friends to, like, see them on a date with me. But, like, they will totally show up at my apartment at 3 in the morning with a bottle of vodka, which is, like, mm, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not interested in being that person. <laughs> yeah, and that's debasing. Yeah. Are there people you, like, definitely don't swipe on or definitely do swipe on? Uh, for me, I actually, like, anybody who could reasonably be described as a bro, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, anybody who looks like they had a really easy time in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What are you hoping happens in the next week or two with our swiping? I'm definitely interested in in matching with some more, you know, fun ladies, fun gender non-conforming people. I'm actually, I'm excited about going on a couple dates. Like, it seems like it might be fun, which is great. Since the last time Emma did any online dating, Tinder has changed a few things. Last year, they began offering over 30 gender identities that you can use to describe yourself. You can identify as a man, a woman, androgynous, bi-gender, gender-fluid, trans-feminine, two-spirit, and lots more. And if nothing on that list describes you, you can just type something in. When it comes to expressing your gender identity on Tinder, it's basically limitless, which is great. When it comes to identifying people you want to date, these are the preferences. Man, woman, or both. Tinder said this is all just a first step. They're constantly thinking about how to make swiping more inclusive and welcoming for everyone. And here's what it all means for Emma. Emma's open to dating men who identify as queer or transgender. She's just not into straight guys right now. But there's no way to filter out straight guys specifically. Remember, the preferences are men, women, or both. So Emma said that what usually happens if we choose both is that she gets lots of straight dudes in her feed. But in the spirit of inclusion, we set her preferences for both and crossed our fingers. All right, let's start swiping. Yeah, so this is Michael. Yeah, he's taking a photo of himself in the mirror, drawn to people who are playful and open with a sense of humor grounded in intelligence. 
So a sense of humor grounded in intelligence. Oh, boy. I love a sense of humor grounded in vicious racism <laughs> and stupidity. So I'm going to have to say. So that's a no on Michael. Sorry. Oh, boy. This is... Is this Burning Man? Oh, wow. I gotta see more. Click through this guy. I gotta see more of okay. this guy. Um, oh, he's a DJ. Of, Ooh, course. of course he is. <laughs> what else can he do? He's got gauged ears, which is, I like. But, I'm okay with uh, that. He, there's a picture of him screaming with what looks like a like a lollipop yeah, sucker with a, a stick in his mouth. Like he's either being really dramatic or he's choking on this lollipop and somebody should help him. Oof. Yeah, so that's a no. But he's really close by. <laughs> So I do want to point out, by the way, that we've gone through a bunch of people and we've only seen one woman. Let's go switch it up. Yeah. Maybe let's change the settings okay. back so that you just see women. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this is like my life. Oh. <laughs> so next up is another Emma. I do love her default photo, which is her in some sort of like fuzzy dinosaur onesie. And she's got her hair in pigtails and she's making a goofy face. Good brows. I'm a brow person. Good brows. You're, 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 you notice the brows right away. Yeah, it's my. If someone doesn't have eyebrows, I kick them to the curb. Um, <laughs> they don't have eyebrows. Like yeah. any eyebrows at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd kick them to the curb. This person likes games, board games, but still, like you're into games. Okay, so she's cute. She's uh, she's got like sort of like shoulder length hair in dreadlocks. She's a painter. Oh yeah, painting. Okay. Yeah, she looks great. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe right on her. Oh, hey, we matched. It's a match. <laughs> it's a match. That's exciting. I wrote, that's a song that I wrote about matching. <laughs> so I never know what to put as a first message. Maybe you ladies can help me out. I don't think I ever messaged anyone first. Oh, oh really? Yeah. But I that's do because all the time. I sometimes do. Yeah. I But I feel in it, my, my situation is different in that's terms true. of like, me being self-conscious of perceptions of trans women as pre- sexually predatory. Well, oh, interestingly, so. I actually, I run into that too because I, I feel like there's this perception that like fat women are kind of these sex-hungry beasts who yeah. are like desperate to devour your man. Like, Yeah, I think compliment question is a good, you know, mm-hmm. vehicle, a good palette to use. Like, hi, I love that you paint. What do you paint? Bitch. <laughs> and then a middle finger emoji. Um, so I have just written, hey, you seem really cool. What's your favorite board game? This is great. Send. Also, I have to give you I have to say that I'm really mean and bad at advice. So <laughs> coming up after the break, Emma's first date in almost two years. And it gets kind of hot. I do think I have a good, like, lipstick mouth. Like, absolutely. I think it works. You absolutely have a great lipstick mouth. Absolutely. (laughs) Lipstick around. Get it? (laughs) We're back. Emma's about to go on her first date in a really long time. I'm so excited. We matched her with a woman named Amelia, who's 30. Her bio says she's a queer trans woman looking for, quote, dates or date-like meetings with weird babes. Check. She's also easy and busy, according to her bio. I'm wondering what kind of easy and busy. Pre-date, Amelia told our producers what she's looking for. Um, like, I like a large variety of body types, but I like femi people with, like, good fashion, mostly. 
people with good style. I'm mostly into women. Occasionally I'll turn the men on Tinder, but it's usually more trouble than it's uh, worth. Emma and Amelia met at one of those bottomless mimosa brunch spots in Brooklyn. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I, this is a little strange, but your name came up in my the did same thing same happened thing? to me. Yeah, I don't think we've been out before, though. No, I don't feel like oh, I've okay. ever met you. I think we um, must have almost went out. I'm glad we both ended up on Tinder. Yeah, totally. It turns out Amelia and Emma matched online years ago, but never went out. But, of course, timing is everything. And these two have circled back to one another because the universe and I made it so. I love your vest. Thank you so much. <laughs> We've got excellent style as well. I feel like we match a little bit. Of course, these ladies loved each other's outfits, hot goth on hot goth action. Emma wore a black denim jacket covered in hip enamel pins of coffins and tarot cards. Her lipstick was very, 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 very bright red. Amelia showed up in a black dress and sleeveless vest and some next-level jewelry. I love your earrings, by the way. I keep looking at them. They're very good. Are those actual teeth? Are those? They're my teeth. They're your teeth. That's amazing. They're my wisdom teeth. Okay. They still live right there. This is what I love about making this podcast. There really is a weirdo for every weirdo out there. Some people would be totally grossed out by a person who made earrings out of their own body parts, but not Emma. Okay, from there, the conversation turned to pets, sci-fi novels, past relationships. They were having an awesome time. I am not in any relationship right now. Well, you know that because this is the first date I've been on in a long time. Um, this is the first? Yeah, you're the first oh, one. Shit. I know. I, mean, I know it's a very high standard for anyone else to live up to. It's true, honestly. No, not really. No, I'm it honestly kidding. is because, like, look, like, what am I looking for in a date is, like, a pleasant conversation, somebody who's interesting. Um, so really, all the boxes are checked. Like, okay. excellent. <laughs> About an hour in, the date started to get sexy. My friends tell me I, like... I just, like, really like girls with really good lipstick. Oh, really? Which is... I do think I have a good, like, lipstick mouth. Like... Absolutely. I think it works. You absolutely have a great lipstick mouth. Absolutely. (laughs) And sexier. But it is actually a very pleasant sensation when my hair is extremely short and people rub my head. And I'm like, when it's just stubble, it's really pleasant. I don't know why. I was going to say, can I rub your head? You can, absolutely. Feel free. Uh... And even sexier. Yeah. I'm having a really great time. I'm having a good time. I think we should do it again. I would like to. I would love to. I mean, if, if you weren't going to a barbershop, <laughs> I would totally love to go home with you. Though I, Thank even you. though it's in the middle of the afternoon. I know. Like, <laughs> if you didn't catch that, Amelia said she wanted to go home with Emma. Ha cha cha. Is this a match or what? <laughs> I'm happy I met you. I'm happy I met you. Um, I'm having a great time. Yeah, me too, absolutely. I do think this has to be my last mimosa because I am actually a little bit drunk. <laughs> okay, so the two finished their brunch, stopped being Saturday lushes, and started winding down because Emma had an appointment with her hairstylist. So they wrapped it up with flirting. Absolutely, and you're a babe, so... Oh, you're a babe. Thank you. Outstanding. I think we should do it again. Hell yeah. Drunk hugging. Thank you. good to meet you. good to meet you. And some cute and awkward knocking over of water glasses. Oh, oh, oh God, we're fine. At least it was the water. I spilled it on your back. It's waterproof. It's totally fine. Okay. Apologies. (laughs) No problem. The end of a great first date. Emma, what happened? Hi. (laughs) 
So you um, went on a date. I went on two dates. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel really proud of us as a team. <laughs> a week or so after the date, I checked in with Emma to see how it went. How did it feel to go on a date after 18 months of not? Uh, it was fun. I had a good time. I actually, I thought I would be kind of nervous, but I wasn't really. It was, it was pretty cool. Sounds like you guys had some pretty heavy flirtation going on. <laughs> How'd you feel about that? I guess I was a little surprised when she said that uh, she had considered going home with me after like a brunch date. <laughs> um, but it was flattering and she's, and she's fun and she's really cute. So I didn't have a problem with it. For their second date, Emma and Amelia went rogue. Our producers didn't get to follow them along or record it because I guess they wanted some privacy. The second date was great. We went to uh, this bar. There's a burlesque show there every Wednesday night. And was there more chemistry? I think so. (laughs) After the show, um, we definitely made out on the sidewalk like teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. Well, I know you wanted more privacy on the second date, but you did do a little audio diary toward the end of it. Let's hear some of that. So how how was your night? <laughs> uh, I got to see some cool burlesque coming out with a hot babe, so it was pretty oh, good. I sort of wish that it was not a Wednesday night, and in fact, a Friday or a Saturday night. <laughs> so well, perhaps next time. Next time. I feel like we're going to go out again. Do you? Most definitely, yeah. Let's Delightful. do it. All right. Yeah. Good. So it's a little before 11 o'clock. I'm now on my way home from the burlesque show. Amelia is also on her way home. We we definitely made out a little bit. Um, it's a Wednesday night, and I get up at 6 o'clock tomorrow, so I did not invite her home. But I might next time. We'll see. Sounds like it went, <laughs> went great. So did you guys make plans? It sounded like you were making plans for a third date. <laughs> did you make plans? Uh, we mutually agreed that we were, like, too drunk to deal with our calendars, but it's definitely going to happen. I just have a lot of, like, social engagements after work, and she has – she's in a relationship, so she has work and a whole other relationship um, that she has to schedule around. Uh, you just mentioned that she has a whole other relationship. Mm-hmm. I know you can't speak for her, but how does that make you feel? Um, it's not too weird for me. I've dated people who are in sort of, like – open relationships or polyamorous situations before. And how would you feel being like the side piece forever? <laughs> it's kind of perfect, actually, because I'm like, <laughs> I, love I, <laughs> I have so little time and I sort of love the idea of not being somebody else's entire world. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want somebody to need me too much, <laughs> which I know is kind of a shitty thing to say. But no, um, that's like typically the feedback I get when you know I'm breaking up with somebody is that like they feel like they don't get enough of my time or they don't get enough of my attention but it's just that I have I have a whole life (laughs) and and, like a relationship is only part of it so Emma where do you see yourself like relationship wise in a year two years from now um I think ideally I would be Dating, if not Amelia, then somebody like Amelia, where maybe we're not exclusive and probably we're not, you know, super serious or living together or anything, but like, you know, somebody who I'm comfortable around, who I can like go to social stuff with, but maybe also once in a while seeing new people. 
Like, I have a couple of sort of best friends that they are the people that I tell about my day and they are the people who I, like, sort of complain about things to or, like, the default people that I would invite to any social kind of thing. Um, and I would love for, like, somebody that I'm sleeping with to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... That makes sense. Yeah. It's, more more yeah. than friends with benefits. Right. But less than a wife. Less than... Exactly. Yeah. Has the experience of online dating changed at all in, in the time since you've been gone? I do feel like there are maybe more interesting ladies my age that are on Tinder. The last mm-hmm. time I used it, I felt like it skewed very heavily toward people who are like at least 10 years younger than me. It's cool to like swipe through my matches and see, you know, pe- like a lot of people that I would want to go out with instead of just one in 20 or one in 50. Okay. Well, I I really, really, I'm dying to hear what happens next time. <laughs> Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a break from dating. It's not always fun, but that's okay. Totally normal. When you decide to get back in there, if you do, your weirdo will be waiting, wearing their tooth earrings, ready for drunk brunches and sidewalk makeout sessions. Next time on DTR, my friend Andrew T, host of the podcast Yo Is This Racist and former DTR guest, puts his heart, his tender heart in my hands and I smash it. Why do you still have this fucking picture up here, Andrew? I don't... Uh, for the is... listeners, for the listeners, Jane is holding up a photo of uh, me dressed as a crab from two Halloweens ago, uh, drinking a martini. It's not just a crab; it's a crab with a crown. It's a king crab. It's a king crab. Oh, ha 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 ha! Are your friends better at swiping for you than you are for yourself? That's next time on DTR. DTR is a branded podcast from Tinder and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by me, Jane Marie, Garrett Crow, Jorge Estrada, Caitlin Bokuki, Matt Schultz, and Julia Botero, with help from Tom Cody and Rachel Jacobs. Nicole Wong is our senior producer, Nazanin Rafsanjani is our creative director, Zach Schmidt mixed this episode, an additional production by Little Everywhere. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to leave us a review and post about us on all the social medias. You can find our show wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to dtrshow.com. I'm Jane Marie. Thanks for listening. I lived in Olympia, Washington, and there was a satanic dentist. Yeah. Um, and there were all sorts of crazy rumors, including that he had a throne of teeth. Um, a throne? Like, that's a huge amount of teeth. I don't know if that one's true.